afternoon, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. It's time for a sports offensive fantasy baseball special. Just to hit the ball and touch them all. A moment in the sun. It's a gone and you can't tell that one back. Oh, I'm in cold. I'm ready to play. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, you know, the broadcast sounds a little hollow to us. I don't know how it sounds out there live for you listeners. So um, I am recording this also on a handheld device. So if I need to replace it, I will. But uh, we wanted to do this show live in case one of you would like to call in and voice your uh, opinion on, on either our, our critiques or uh, or your, just your own fantasy baseball uh, story or highlight. Uh, we are this is a fantasy special. I probably should mention that. So uh, we've done a couple of these leading up to the fantasy baseball draft time for everyone, and then about two weeks ago we reviewed the first half of the teams in our personal fantasy league uh, as to how they drafted, including our teams and gave grades on how we thought everyone did. And uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of go back and look at who we didn't think was a good team uh, now that we have some real data to put with those teams. And then, of course, the main focus of our show today, we want to go over the other six teams in our league and review their teams and uh, make sure that we've gone over everyone's team. Of course, it'll be a little different. Again, we do have some real-time data, which kind of changes the makeup of some teams once you see what someone's doing, Mm -hmm. even though may not last all year. If you recognize my voice, that's because I'm Mark Ademus from the Sports Offensive every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, mountain Time. I think it's Mountain Time, right? It is, yes. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and so therefore 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And sitting across from me, I have Nate Dog, South Dakota. Nate, how are you doing today? Good, Mark. I'm I'm really psyched to be here. Uh, you know, I think it's a long time coming. We were doing one of these live, and it's just going to be straight fantasy the whole way through. Uh, I know this is kind of might be a little more boring for some of you because we're <laughs> reviewing our league. But if you listen closely, it's not about that. It's more about the players Absolutely. and the anal- you know the analyzing and 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 different things. There are different opinions on our play on these players. So and we'll see if we yeah. can if we can do a show a week because we'd like to try and get into a mode. Uh, probably won't be the same day every week. That'll be kind of tough. But uh, we'll try and see if we can do a show once a week uh, for everyone out there. We'd love to cover good waiver wire pickups because in our league, players that aren't even available are great pickups in other leagues because people have shorter benches. We uh, we always like to kind of reiterate what our league is. So if you want to kind of break down the scoring for everybody. Yeah, so it's a little bit more – It's it's a – scoring league right so it's not rotisserie so for on offense well, head-to-head head matchups yeah so it's head-to-head matchups right uh the lineups lock every sunday night they're good to go for the whole week um so you don't have to make any changes during the week however you have to do a lot of strategy ahead of time and what mark's talking about is we have i think it's a, uh, 12 offensive players to start, uh, you know, I'd have to actually count. So it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve offensive players, five starting pitchers, two relief pitcher slots, but can be occupied by starters that qualify as relievers. Yes, which is five relief appearances this year or thirty last year. I think, or is it ten? It's ten. No, it's ten for last pitchers. Year. It's ten. I think. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. That, you're right. You're yes. absolutely right. And then for players, it was thirty at that position last year to qualify. Thirty games. Yep. 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 So, and, and anyway, then 10 so this year. Um, 
Anyway, so yeah, the scoring kind of works like this, guys. So, at, you know, the positions break down catcher first, second, third, short. Then we have a middle infield, a corner infield, uh, three outfield positions can be anybody, and then basically a DH and a utility that can be anyone. So, um, Scoring works like this. You get an at-bat, it's a .25 points. So, really, you get four at-bats during the game, it gives you a total of a point. Uh, hits a point, a walk's a point. Uh, hit by a pitch, those are all a point. Doubles two, a triples three, a homer's four. Um, you get a run or an RBI, that's a point. And a stolen base is three. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much everything, I think, on offense. Minus the big event points, which are like Grand Slam, right? Or cycle. Or in the cycle. Yeah, we don't yeah. really get into that. Yeah. And uh, for pitching, it's basically uh, you get a point per inning, or you get actually get one, you get a half of a point for every third of an inning. You get a point for every strikeout. You lose a point for every walk. You lose a point for every earned run, every home run given up. You get 10 for a win. You get five for a save. You get five, minus five for a loss, minus three for a blown save, or minus five for a blown save. I think it's minus three. Minus three. Um, holes are worth Is two it? points, I think, maybe three points. I think it's just two. Um, anyway. Uh, so it's a it's a true point counts league, point counting league. So uh, I would say if you score four hundred in a regular seven day week, it's a nice, you a week. nice week. Yep, nice week. You're probably going to win most of the time. If you lose scoring four hundred, it's a really painful yeah, loss. Yeah, it does because yeah. it's not going to happen a lot. Right. And as Nate says, you know, you don't have to put more people in. You can't put people in. So one way for people to understand right. that ours is a lock in the the first pitch of the first game of the of the first day locks lineups for the entire week yep so the strategy he's talking about is uh who you start at pitcher having two star pitchers is very valuable in our league because you can't cycle them in and out if you get two stars from a guy you're getting more than average yep and then all those points add together whoever has the most points wins so just make sure people understand that it's a head-to-head -head points league, not category, not and rotisserie. We love the complication of it because it creates a lot of parity and it makes it tough to pinpoint who you want on draft day. Makes you know, drafting much more difficult. Yes, you really have to know your players and your strategy mm. going in. And, uh, you know, that's how you pick your team, right? And, you know, a few years ago, before Matt Barry switched to 100% fantasy football, he actually would get into draft rooms with people uh, on ESPN, and you could draft with him and chat with him about your league, your team, players, and he would respond. Mm -hmm. And one of our GMs from our league got into a draft room with them. Oh, that's cool. And he was kind of asking people if they had anything quirky about their leagues. And he's, and so he said to him, yeah, ours lock, lineup lock on Monday morning, and you can't change out a single player until the next week. And he actually said that that was the best rule he'd ever heard and that he cool. didn't have any leagues like that, but he loved them. And my awesome. ex-brother-in-law, who played on our league for a few years, um, he did not like the point scoring system because he, he was used to traditional like scoring categories and not the multitude of categories that we do, yes. which we've done on purpose to make relievers more valuable, to make base dealers on base guys more valuable. We tried to make it so it was a, you could have a good team. It wasn't just about getting the top home run and RBI guy because that's boring. We right. tried to get good teams and, and – 
not having rotisserie. It's more like a real baseball team, right? Absolutely. You know, you great got way guys, to put it. Yeah, you have guys that their strength is hitting lead off and steal bases, and then you have other guys their strength is to hit home runs. So, and like when we were reviewing my team, you talked about how. You know, in my, my infield, I had a lot of power hitting and a lot of doubles guys yes. and RBI guys. In my outfield, I have a lot of steals guys. And yep. it's like, you know. Contact it, and steal guys, yep. Yeah, so I wasn't able to get the big-time hitting power guys for outfield, so I tried to pick up somebody who can get me categories. It's good balance. And I think a great example is Juan Pierre. And this is actually what, what bugged my brother-in-law, was that he's like, Juan Pierre can score like the eighth most points in the whole league. And you're like, yeah, Exactly. He's the best base dealer in baseball, so he should be Rewarded a very valuable player. Yeah. And he Why thought that was just crazy. Runs? Right. He just thought it was crazy. Now, but he but but he thought the once a week lineup lock thing he loved. He said that was it made it so much more enjoyable. And sure, that day you start someone like Nate did this week, Monday morning before the first at bat, they pull a hammy in warm ups, locks games have already been locked. Yeah. And, and you're stuck out. with the guy the yep. whole week and he may not play for you. <laughs> Happened to me in a championship game with two players and it probably cost me the title. So yep. yes, it can be frustrating. But I tell you what, it makes your it week did cost so me title as well. <laughs> but I mean, how much more enjoyable is your week yeah. when you can just sit back and just watch? Yep. There's no hand wringing daily. There's no I gotta log in this morning and change my team, which I always hate. I hated yeah. that. And then you had to like map it out four days ahead and watch how many starts you got because you had only so many starts for the year. Yeah, you, so, had, so you really had stuff. to pay attention. Pay attention who in ways that, that I don't of, want to. Yeah, who has that kind of time? Yeah, yeah that's probably the other part. It's just busy, man. I gotta work all day. So it's really fun to just be able to log in quick, see what's going down, and then move on. So again, if anybody out there is listening wants to call in and I I you know, we just got straight here from work. I didn't have a chance to promote the show at, at, at all. Um, you know, we'll text JP and yeah, see if a, he can do it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a fly-by-night show, guys. Yeah, so – and it's only on Blog Talk right now and on the and on the other uh, live streams. I don't have it actually on our website right now. But sorry about that. I mean, I figure most of you people listen to the shows on demand anyway. That's how, what the whole point of a podcast is. Right. But if you do want to call in, 929 929- Four seven seven three two zero four. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you're on Blog Talk Radio. You can see our number uh, on our page. Uh, but again, nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four. Nate, if you can help me remember to give that out a few times, if people want to call in. Absolutely. So um, last week we did go over all six of the first six teams in the list, yep. including you. We went over our first teams first, mm-hmm. and then we went over the um, the other four teams. And then we've got six more to do today. We'll do a very, very short, quick recap on each of those teams now that we've got some real-life data and why I think that's important. And if you can kind of give you a, a an idea of our league or how it feels. Um, last week, the two lowest-scoring teams, which were, in fact, two of our last three title winners, I believe, in DSA, which yeah. is the Dodgers suck-ass, which we reviewed last week. Yeah. Lots of rookies, lots of young players. Um and Taipan, or Captain Chavez, who's won more titles than anyone in the league, he had a disaster of a first week. And this week, those two players are technically, uh, they are not the top two scorers because there's one guy who has almost as many as they, or has as much right in the middle of the two of them. Yes. But just to show you, the two worst scoring teams last week are two of the best scoring teams this week. That is not odd. 
every week you're going to see different teams doing well, which is why when one team dominates consistently, it is a big deal in our league. Yeah. It means that your pitching staff isn't hampering you or strengthening you on odd weeks, which is not common. Right. Yeah, that usually has a big effect. Oh, it's a huge effect. And a lot of times it also means that you drafted a nice depth. Yes. That you don't uh, injuries aren't really hampering you a lot, which is very difficult and you just that's why you get rewarded for drafting well, which is again something we like to promote. Absolutely. And you know, now now that we do have some data, that's when you start asking yourself a <laughs> lot of questions though, right? Those questions like, gosh, you know, should I have played that guy this week? <laughs> right. And then you didn't play him, and there he goes for 40, you know. Uh, and the guy I'm referring to is uh, Carlos, or uh, what's his name? Dansby Swanson. Oh, Dansby Swanson, the uh, Atlanta Braves shortstop. Yeah, oh, no. I haven't or started. Is he still a Brave, or did he get traded? Yeah, he's a, no, he's the Braves. He is the Braves, yeah, okay. he's had two huge weeks, and I've benched him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a talented player, and that is one of the things that does come up a lot is sometimes you'll find yourself overloaded with talent at a position where you can only start, you know, let's say it's a middle infielder. You can start them at the second or short. You can start them at middle infield, but you can also start them at DH and utility. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But you'd be shocked how often DH and utility are going to be taken by a first baseman or an outfielder mm -hmm. because you can get those high counting stats like hitting home runs. Yeah. And again, that's Doubles, not, yeah. our league is not focused on that. But when you're getting down to secondary lineup players, look, the talent has been taken. You have to find nice talent or or you drafted very, very uh but think of it like this. So, sneakily? Yeah, you do. You <laughs> sneakily, sure. What's the word I'm thinking for? What, what, sly? Getting about, getting you have to value. be sly? Yeah, but yeah. that's not the word I'm thinking of. If we, if we think of it, I'll go. But go ahead. No. Um, I kind of forget now. I'm, I'm I sorry. lost my train of thought. <laughs> I shouldn't have cut you off there. Um, but you had been talking about the counting stats down at the lower level, the secondary tier of hitters, and trying to get a good deal, drafting somebody, getting a value for them. Yes, that, that's something we focused on last week for sure. And, and mm -hmm. you know, talking value's about huge. yeah, value is huge. But yeah, those decisions are tough. You know, um, you always got a guy or two on your bench that you know <laughs> you haven't played him for a couple of weeks, and he's done you some. You know, 25 and 25, right. and then you go to start him, and he goes right back to four. Right. You know? And there's nothing more frustrating than starting a hitter and see them amass a total of three points through five days, and you think to yourself, there are so many different ways you can score points in our league. How are you doing that bad that you have, like, less than single – you have only single digits in points? But you know what happens a lot? It's a guy who's a home run hitter who doesn't hit a homer that week, but he does keep striking out. That, so that's what I was going to say. So – Think about a guy that goes two for four, okay? All he does is hit two singles. He has a strikeout one time. Okay, so in our league, you get four at-bats. That's one point, right? Mm -hmm. Each single is a point. That's three points. Mm -hmm. But then he struck out one time. That's minus a point, mm -hmm. right? So you're at two, right. right? So going two for four and, you know, one strikeout only gets you two points. But if you if bring in, no runs, no RBIs. That's right, right. That's all he does. He gets on base twice but doesn't score, doesn't knock any runs in, right? Okay. Yeah. Two points. You get a guy that comes up to the plate, goes two for four, but one of those is a two-run bomb, <laughs> and the other is a two-run double. Right. You're looking at 
and he sc- and he scores on the double as well. You're lo- yeah, you're looking at twelve. Now you've got yeah, you got a huge day. Yeah, 12, 13, 14 Well, let's say it was points. just two singles both times. Even if it's just the two singles, you get the two points for the singles. But one of them drives in two, one of them drives in one. There's three more points. You score yep. on both of them. There's two more points. Now you've got five on top of your two, on top of your one for at bats. Right now, minus one for your strikeout. You know, but hey, if you do that on one day and you do that four of the of the seven days of the week, that's a nice week. Yes. 20 points is a good week. That's very solid. Solid. 30 is a great week. 40 is a game-winning week. Th- those guys often will win you games. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm thinking more of position players than, than, than uh, pitchers. Because pitchers. Right. pitchers with two starts, you know, that's not, that's not that staggering if it's a good pitcher. I mean, DeGrom got, you know, 29 his last start. Right. Uh, Barrios got 30 his last start. So if you have a great start and then just an average start, you could have 40 points mm-hmm. if you get those two in one week. So um, I think the other thing I wanted to do was really quickly just go over our lineups again, not to critique the lineup at all just so people remember who was on the team your team and my team so that when we're talking about things it'll make more sense and also because i'd love to have you say what's your biggest sh- uh, surprise pleasant surprise and what is your biggest disappointment from the first week based on your team okay so let me read to you uh i'm gonna actually go to this part here to look at the teams uh there you are okay uh, oh, look at this. You've got commissioner warnings up and down your lineup, Nate. Oh kind of have to get on it and get these people put into the IL or take them <laughs> off the IL if they're not if they're not eligible. I don't even know what it says. The rule. What did you? What rule are you? I think breaking? I probably have a guy in the minors that got called ah. Up. That's it. No longer in the minors. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it must be uh, Luis Urias. Yep. Uh, for the San Diego Padres. Well, you got Padre rookies all over your team. I do. Look at you taking advantage of the youth movement. All right. So Nate's lineup goes as such. Wilson Contreras at catcher. Joey Gallo at first. D. Gordon at second. Nolan Arenado at third. Fernando Tatis at short. Tim Beckham at middle infield, although you didn't start him last week. I think we should make sure that, that they understand that. Yes. Raphael Devers of Boston, the big-time sleeper that was on a lot of lists. Outfield of Aaron Judge, Yasiel Puig, and Kyle Schwarber. DH, Adam Frazier of Pittsburgh, and Pete Alonso of the Mets at Who Utility. Who are also both new this week. Oh, in your lineup for the first yeah, time? Yeah, I had, I had Brinson and... Uh... Uh, Candelario. Yeah, so on the bench, first baseman Justin Bauer, or Bohr? Yeah, Bohr, Bohr right? Yep. Justin Bohr, excuse me. Uh, third baseman, Jelmer Candelario. At shortstop, as we've been talking about, Danby Swanson. Orlando Arcia at who shortstop. Who I did start last week, and still had a nice little week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was like 30 points. He wasn't as good so. as Swanson. Not 30. And- he wasn't as good as Swanson and uh, Beckham, but... Right, right. Beckham, Beckham, like a lot of Mariners, having a huge start to the season. Uh, Albert Amora, outfielder. Lewis Brinson, outfielder. Manuel Margot, outfielder. Uh, on the uh, pitching staff, Jose Barrios, Steven Matz, Chris Sale, Marcus Stroman, Masahiro Tanaka, Yu Darvish, Lucas Giolito, Taylor... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Taylor Rogers is a reliever. Uh, Clayton Kershaw and Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals on the IL, but these are all those are all the starters. And at reliever, he's got Edwin Diaz, Josh Hader, and Taylor Rogers. So that's the entire roster for Nate's team. So again, what's your most pleasant surprise, and what is your most uh, crushing disappointment? The pleasant surprise is is actually kind of tough because I have a couple of them. Well, you don't have to just have one. 
Oh, okay. You can have a couple. Oh, okay. Well, I there's a couple. So I D Gordon. I I suspected that he would rebound to form after his uh, his missing a few games last year. Oh, and his suspension. Yeah, his suspension. So was he on my team? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I just I got good value on him, and uh, he's been just fantastic. Back to form, even though oh, he pulled, I was really disappointed. He pulled a hammy him. the other day or a quad, and he stole a base like two days later. So he seems to be just fine, and uh, really got good value on him. So I think I'm excited about him. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it, but I punted shortstop. <laughs> that was the one position that I punted. And I ended up with, like, four pretty good ones yeah. that I got way late. Uh, so, Fernando Tatis, uh, Tim Beckham, uh, Dansby Swanson, and then Orlando Arcia. So, I started Arcia. Embarrassment of riches there. Yeah. I, that's a nice uh, – that's a nice – At least now it is. <laughs> what do you call it? A duo, a trio, and a – Quartet. Quartet. Thank you. Yeah. Quartet. Very nice quartet of shortstops. Yes. How about your biggest disappointment? Chris, I know what I would say. Chris Sale. <laughs> oh, that's not what I was going to say. That's good, though. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Sale. Yeah, he's been a big disappointment. Yeah, 0-3. I was going to say your outfield has steadily underproduced where I thought they would produce. Yeah. Judge has been about what I expected. He's, okay. you know, he's a, he, I think he's a little bit slow to start, which he was the last two years, too. And I don't think he's terrible. I thought that he's kind of been the anchor I kind of expected. It was the other guys I thought would be doing better. And Schrober actually has been good, but he just hasn't played as much as I would have liked. Mm. He sits against lefties yes. or something. But I think that number is starting to go down now because when he's in, he performs. Always helps. Yeah, and the Always other guys helps. have not done well. So, And, yeah, Seal has been a uh... – Now that has been a big <laughs> disappointment. He's I got thought... five points on the year, and we got six points today. So he 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 exceeded his yearly total point total today with only six points. Yeah. Now keep in mind, <laughs> he has sat twice, and he was suspended for two games. So – Oh, yeah, two suspension days. So, for, you know, he's missed four yeah. games. So, really, he's only had a week's worth of games compared to everybody else. Yeah. But, yeah, he's probably, for my lineup, he's my biggest disappointment. Yeah. So, Chris Sale. Um, Contreras was a nice surprise as well. Yes, he had a very nice week. Yeah. Very nice week. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sale. So, I mean, at this point, you call him unmitigated disaster. Thankfully, it's early. He does have two starts this week. A negative 8.5 points for the year. Um, yep. <laughs> and, oh, it's not the lineup thing. You can't click on it to see what the stats are from. Basically, he is playing way below expectation. Obviously, he's scoring no points. You took him with your second pick, I think. Yes. So, are you worried, or do you think it's just uh, hasn't rounded into form and a slow start? I'm not worried yet. Okay. Um, I think... You know, sometimes guys do start a little slow mm -hmm. and, you know, building up that velocity. And I'm guessing he's probably not a spring chicken anymore. I'm guessing he's approaching 30. Now, a lot of those guys do off-season workouts. Maybe he's like, oh, I'm... He is 30 on the nose. I am good. I do not need to do that. Uh, used to be an athlete, yeah. Yes. And so yeah, I think that happens on, yeah. to guys sometimes, from time to time. And I think he'll find his groove probably at some point and be just fine and be back to normal. But if he's like this for another... Mm, 
I don't know. A month is a long time. I would have to it say seems like two this for weeks. three more starts, I'd be scared. Yeah, three more starts, I, I think, is a good number. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, and, and I, I, either a he's hurt and he's not admitting it, and no one knows it, or, uh, but that seems like this it is has what to be what's wrong. They said he was sick. Like the flu? Between the first and second start, and so he didn't get a lot of work in. But his second start was his best start. No, his, no, his third start was his best start. Oh, it was. His second start was terrible. Oh, because I thought the first start of the year, it was not good. And then his second start, he gave up like one run oh, maybe on that a home run of right. Chapman. Oh, you might be right about that. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so that was – he only lost one nothing. Yeah. But not very many strikeouts, and his velocity was low. But then this last game, his velocity picked back up to like 93, 94, I think it was. I think Which so. is more than enough for him with his movement. Yeah. But he got shelled. Because he Two out of three starts to get shelled. control was off. So that's, you know, does that makes you wonder if it's an arm thing, if it's a hand thing, if it's a mental thing, if it's a fingernail thing. All of those things matter for a pitcher. And Absolutely. You know, all it takes is one little thing to be off. To make everything hurt, like Tim Lincecum was back-to-back Cy Young. I think it was back-to-back Cy Youngs, crushing it for the Giants for at least four or five years. And then, boy, that 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 super torque that everyone was kind of worried about. You know, all it took was a little bit off in the mechanics, and all of a sudden you're putting the wrong stress on him, and and boy, his career just plummeted. Yeah, and he's, he's I think barely. He's, is he still relieving for someone? He might be. Yeah. He was for San Diego. I know I he was in year. spring camp with someone. I yeah. can't remember. But I mean, he was taken out of rotations. And it kind of reminds you of uh, who was that pitcher for the Rockies who had that one good year? Not he, not Acasio, but Acasio. Uh, that's who I was. Thinking. The one that went to Cleveland. Jose oh, Jimenez. Jimenez? Uh, Ubaldo. Ubaldo Jimenez. Yes. Boy, that, yeah. Now, he only had one half of a great season, so maybe it was just a flash in the pan. Lincecum won two Cy Youngs. It wasn't a goof, you know? Right. And he did it for a Giants team that wasn't that good. They actually went to the World Series, I think, after he had his great years, even though he was able to to help, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in some in the first two, I think yeah. he, he did okay. But anyway, getting off topic. So, um, but, you know, it's, uh, uh, oh, you Darvish, you have you Darvish. What do you? I mean, so it makes it look like I'm in the same. What he with did him. with the with the Dodgers and tipping his pitches and getting shelled looks like he's doing that. He must still be doing that. I'm not sure. I I think it's a kind of similar thing with Chris Sale, and I'm only going to give him like I already benched him this week. I didn't even mm-hmm. start him this week actually. Well, there's uh, not really a reason to be optimistic unless he shows it because it's he he's been worse. More often lately than he's been decent. I know. I mean, I'm I'm actually considering dropping him soon. Woo, that's tough. I mean, it's but you, you be... drafted him pretty late, I think. Yeah, not, he was... not super late, but he was almost my last pitcher taken, though. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. And you know, I mean, I, I would say, you know, folks, we have a 29 man roster to get you an idea how deep our our draft goes, how long it goes, and uh, there's always a little bit of waiver wire decency that you can pick up. But there's never a lot, and that's no. why we like it that way. Yes, that you can get a, you can get some nice steals. I mean, especially when you pick up a Bellinger two years ago, you picked up a Muncie last year, you pick up a um, who was that catcher for the A's for a couple of years? I got a no, uh, Lucroy. No, Voit was it Voit? Oh yeah, Stephen Va- Vote. Vote. Yeah, that was yeah. He was a great little find. I mean, he had a fantastic year for me when I picked him up. You know, and. Uh, Whit Merrifield has had some of those. Had one of those years, you know, guys that just no one was thinking about, and uh, you snag them off waivers, have a great year for you. Yep. But you have to be very uh, diligent 
because the GMs in our league are certainly paying attention. And if you are in a league where the GMs are maybe a little more lackadaisical or they don't check out until about 7 o'clock at night, they say, oh, I'll take a peek in at what's on there, you know, twice a week, three times a week, you can really get a leg up on the competition, especially if your team, if you have less than 12 teams in your league, or if you have less than, uh, if you have more like 26 to 25 man rosters, there's going to be some real talent out there. Just keep your eyes pulled and do it in the morning or even the night before. I was going to say, especially for those guys that get up at 4 a.m. and like to drink coffee. And- yep. You know, look at their lineup. Yep. They have a- Sit down and review the stats from the day before. Look at the trends on who's being picked up. Maybe uh, maybe watch a uh, short uh, highlights clip of baseball tonight. You know, whatever it is, just, you know. It, it, Tune it, into a fantasy podcast of Mark and Nate. There you go. I mean, yeah, how can you go wrong? So, uh, and we will do that. We will definitely review good pickups and tr- roster trends, the droppers and the pickups. Yeah. Because some leagues, it makes sense to do things earlier than others, but don't ever be stupid. In the first month, don't ever drop your studs because that stuff can work itself out, and you don't want to be left holding the bag or watching like I did with Jose Bautista that first year. Picked him up because he had a good couple of weeks, and that was the best team I'd ever had at that point. And then he was on; he was slow, so I dropped him. Uh, like four days and later, another just... guy picked him up, and then from there on, he was like the top-scoring player like eight out of 20 weeks or something. It was something crazy. And uh, I could have had him on my team, which would have helped me in the championship game if I'd had him. So don't drop those guys. But in, but in contrast, don't be too in love with a sleeper you had. If you had in love, if you fell in love with a sleeper, and you're like, I'm not going to drop that guy. Just not going to drop him because he's my he's my stud. He's going to be my breakout player. And don't everything. be too proud to make the right move. In other words, you only got so many bench spots. <laughs> only so many yep, bench spots. Yep. And I'm very guilty of that myself. And we got to try and watch that as much as you can. So uh, just jumping over to my squad real quick. Where's my team? You didn't there mention my relievers who are like the heart of my team. Why? I I, 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 I said your whole <laughs> roster. I know. You never said they I were was, a pleasant surprise. Well, because I expected them to be good. Hmm. I expect. I wanted to well, be. I knew I would be at the top of the league with those two guys. So Yeah. So yeah. But we already covered the team last week. So that's yeah. why I didn't really want to go into that. No, I hear you. Uh, so my lineup is uh, JT Realmuto at catcher, Jose Abreu at first, Enrique Hernandez of the Dodgers at second, Chris Bryant at third, Corey Seager at short, Ben Zobrist at middle infield, Matt Chapman, third baseman from Oakland at corner, Mookie Betts, Domingo Santana, and Malix Smith in my outfield, Nelson Cruz at DH, Ryan Zimmerman at utility, first baseman of the Washington Nationals, on the bench, Brandon Lowe of Tampa Bay, Billy Hamilton, outfielder for KC. Alex Verdugo, rookie in L.A. in the outfield. Clint Frazier, outfield New York, which I just picked up because of the injury to Jeez, it's a lot of Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, yeah, I didn't intend to have him, but the guys I had dropped weren't doing anything. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn, who I still love as my sleeper, and he is startable. He didn't have a terrible week. He had an, He's having an okay week this week, but he's just not quite starter level to me. I'd like to try and get someone with a little more consistency. D.D. Gregorius and Jed Lowry on the I.L. Uh, pitching staff, Garrett Cole at, at uh, well, these are my starters first. Garrett Cole, David Price, Matt Shoemaker, Ross Stripling, Jordan Zimmerman, Tyler Glasnow, who qualifies at reliever, Rich Hill, Frankie Montes, Jose Quintana, 
Um, Julio Urias for the Dodgers, which is a swing starter reliever. Luis Severino on the IL. Uh, Forrest Whitley in the minors. And I have Craig Kimbrell, Greg Holland as my uh, straight-up relief pitchers. Obviously, Kimbrell does not have a team yet. As far as my Crazy. biggest surprise is probably a tie Kike. between yeah Kike Hernandez and Domingo Santana. Now, Santana, I do remember reading about him the week of the draft. And I had forgotten about that guy. I think, it, was he a twin at one point? Wait. Domingo Santana. No. Okay, he played for somebody other than Seattle, and he got traded. Oh, I don't think so. And uh, at least I... Th- I'm pretty much. I thought he was. All I know is that he had he had a huge hype when he first came out. Oh, yeah. Didn't do much his first year. Didn't do a whole lot the second. Or he was didn't do much last year. Oh, it was Milwaukee. I'm yeah, sorry, it was Milwaukee. Milwaukee that he played with. Um, and so then they sent him over to the uh, Mariners, and they made so many moves this off season. And I just picked him up as one of my last draft picks, and thought, you know what? If he was able to capture the talent that they talked about, he could be a nice pickup. Well, the guy was. Absolutely gangbusters the first week. Scored 50-something points. I didn't have him in my lineup, of course. Put him in this week. He's having a nice week again, uh, but it's been a very nice surprise. Kiki Hernandez picked the guy off of waivers right before the season started because Ben uh, because um, Jed Lowry went on the IL, and he's had a, a fantastic start. I mean, to he's got to be a one or one or two in his position. Yeah, I don't know. He's 23 overall, so that's anytime you got a guy in the 20s, it's a good week. Um I I would just say I would give a uh, honorable mention to Matt Chapman. I, I I had a lot of hope for him this year, but I'm just really excited and pleasantly surprised that he's he's not even looking like a like a sleeper type. He's looking like a legitimate yeah, star, a really good player. Yeah, so really that's been player. been nice. Biggest disappointment. This is a little tricky. I think for me, it's Jose Quintana. I thought. As a number five starter, I had really kind of caught the league by surprise and and picked up some real serious talent. I thought he pitches for uh, the Cubs. He was a huge up and comer with the White Sox. Now he's back. You know, now he's in the second season with the Cubs. Can relax. He's no longer. He's not like a frontline guy at all. He can be their fourth starter. Should have a great year. And he has looked pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. So, anyway, I think that's good enough for our teams. Like I said, if you want to go listen to our hear our real breakdowns of that of our teams and these other teams that we're going to review very quickly, uh, you can just do so by listening to the first fantasy draft review. Uh, you can find that on Blog Talk Radio or on our website at thesportsoffensive.com. Again, if you want to chime in, number here is nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four. Again, that's nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four. First team on that list was Bands Bag of Bumbling Fools. Has been a title winner in our league. Good GM. Always uh, attentive. I pretty much think we gave him a low grade, if I remember rightly. We gave him a very iffy grade. think he may be the top scoring or second highest scoring team of the league so far. So it just goes to show you that what you think is going to happen and what happens. Yeah, it's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> um, his team, some of his stronger performers that kind of caught us off guard. Um, I think Mike, M- Michael Franco has been great. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Lorenzo Kane has been an absolute stud. What's Michael Franco's ranking? Number eight in yeah, the league. There you go. Uh, Austin Barnes has been very good as a catcher. Anthony Rizzo has kind of returned to form. 
Uh, Yuri Gurriel has been very good for a corner infielder. His outfield has been doing decent. He's got uh, Kane, who's really performing. And then he's got Odubel Herrera and Starling Marte in the outfield. And he's also got Christian Stewart but uh, from, uh, from uh, Detroit, the outfielder. Uh, Brett Gardner is uh, 58 overall. So a lot of guys in the top 60 or so, and that, that is why he's doing well. Pitching-wise, not to well, mention just Trey Charlie Turner's on his bench or in the IL. Right, right. Good point. Yeah. Uh, his pitching staff is not really performing up to par. Carrasco has not been good so far. Anibal Sanchez has been terrible. Uh, Vince Velasquez is pitching pretty well. Colin McHugh, in reliever eligible slot, is pitching great. And that's a big reason he's doing so well. Charlie Morton uh, also having a very nice start to the year. Um, nothing else like really stands out. But, you know, it's not about – you don't really need to have – these unbelievable players. If you have one really top shelf player that helps, but you just want a lot of guys right in the meat. Well, you know? he's one and zero, and he's the top scorer right this right. week. Right. So, yeah, he's well, he's the second highest scorer. Second this week, highest scorer, but this doing week. very, very well. Yeah, very good score. Yeah. He's already got two hundred. So um, yeah, that Michael Franco's on fire. Yeah. So I feel bad because I, I'm if I remember right, I did not like his team. I didn't either. And uh, I mean, there's still a lot of time to go, but hey. What a wonderful st- never hurts to start well. That can always always portend great things. Uh, next team, big fade bigs. Um, I believe that we were a little shocked by how much we weren't huge fans of this team. I don't let's see. He is zero uh, one, but I don't think he scored that poorly. Yeah. Probably should mention the total amount of disparity in scoring was not much. The best scores were about 515 or 530, and the worst scores were like 425 or 460. Yeah. That was, maybe it was more like 450. Yeah, I think it was. People had some nice finishes. Like People who started down had nice finishes. Yep. I think actually my brother's team was losing to Big Fade Bigs and had a horrible score about halfway through the first week, and then – which, of course, was almost storm two weeks. Back. And, yeah, storm back and had one of the higher score point totals. So just goes to show you. Um, it, it would almost be fun to have a league where you did a week and a half for weeks instead of a week to really kind of get those, you know, when you play those. Because, you know, yes. you, you, got, you got two guys on your team from the same squad, and they're playing a weak pitching team. Boom. All of a sudden, you got some nice hitters, you right, know. Right. And, uh, and that first week, we had the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the opening week rolled into the first week now we're in week two started yes. a regular seven day week this week um i don't think there's anything really big to say about his team other than you know I, i'd say we weren't we didn't like the makeup of the team not having a great start no one on our team is having no one on our league is having a, a bad start really um so you know we, we we'll we'll see what happens um better uh bitch better have my binky uh, another former champion of the league I played him this first week and thought I had an easy W coming, and it didn't turn out to be so easy. It turned out to be pretty close. I was a little nervous going into Saturday, and uh, thankfully my pitching held strong uh, to keep that from happening. I think his team's played pretty much kind of how we had described it. Uh, he's got some, he's got some really good players, especially down in the outfield in the utility and DH slot. He's got Jason Hayward, Justin Turner, Josh Bell, uh, Michael Brantley, Bryce Harper. You know, some really good guys. Um, Kettle Marte had a huge first week. Uh, Buster Posey did not have a big first week. Josh Bell's been good. Anthony Rendon and Bogarts, pretty solid middle yeah. infield. Uh, got Bell in the lineup this year. Bell wasn't, or this week, he wasn't in the lineup uh, last week. Had to sit Adam Eaton, which I'm a little surprised at, as well as Freddie Galvis, because those guys have got some pretty high 
point totals, but things are very skewed first week. Uh, looks like uh, he has Jacob DeGrom as a pitcher. Uh, obviously, the guy's crushing it. Although the Twins lit him up the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, of course, didn't do it when I was playing him. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything else really shocking other than Andrew Miller. Boy, he looks bad. He looks like Sale. He's just getting lit up. He's getting lit up more than Sale. You think he's just, is his arm his just velocity's done? down, too. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I don't know. It he just pitched too many innings those four or five years, I I'm think. I'm not sure. Yeah, it does seem that way. So, um, let's see. Um, Dodgers suck ass. We noted this team, the the big note of this team was Ronald Acuna, Eloy Jimenez, and Victor Robles making up the outfield. With uh, He's also got Garrett Hampton, uh, Hampson, Hampson for the Hampson, Rockies. Yes. Now, he ran into some, and he's got Bo Bichette. Uh, as well as uh, he's got Paul Goldschmidt too, but uh, Paul DeJong was a nice pickup. He does have a very unfortunate first week. Injury injury bug, Daniel Murphy and Miguel Andahar. Hopefully Andahar is not out for the year like initially first feared, although we haven't gotten any confirmation on him yet. Dale Murphy, uh, Daniel Murphy, not supposed to be a ton of time. A couple of weeks, but I think I heard. A few weeks, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it hurts to have a, finger. A, a big time hitter. He's supposed to be out until May 10th. Yeah. So, it's all month, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, um, that that's always painful, especially when it's a Colorado hitter, which you're expecting some big things from. Yeah. On the uh, pitching side, Blake Snell sure looks like a Cy Young Award winner, doesn't he? Boy. Yeah. He's, he's come back with a vengeance. His pitch, the DSA's <laughs> pitching staff is really solid. Yeah, they've been doing well. I mean, uh, Joey Lucchesi looking good, or Lucchesi, Justin Verlander not looking great, but certainly looking good. And uh, um, Domingo Germán uh, uh, has been pitching well as well. He has Kyle Freeland on his team who's not pitching so well. Madison Bumgarner, who's we, you know, now I remember what we kind of said about his team was we liked his pitchers, but we were afraid he had too many pitchers on teams that weren't going to get enough wins. Mm-hmm. And that that would end up being frustrating. But boy, Tampa's good. They yep. look that looks like a good team. Their pitching is really good. Yeah, if Snell, I mean Snell, it doesn't think it's going to matter. Verlander's on Houston. Lucchesi on San Diego, which is looking like a like they made that they may have made that step that uh, the Mets or the the Braves or or, yep. or, or or Phillies have made recently and and really took a big step forward. They look like a good team this year. Um, the Rockies, on the other hand, are a local team. Wow. Uh, it's early. I'm sure they're going to be fine. But, boy, when the pitching is the highlight, that's not a good thing. They, Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it on Saturday. But they're they're striking out at just incredible rates. And not scoring runs. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good, not a good combo. Uh, I think, so Hawkins AV Club, we did, did we do my brother? I think we did. Yep. So that'd be one, two, three, and you, me, four, five. That's one, four. No, here's four, and then you and me, that's six. So I think that's where we ended. Yeah. Was on was on Dodgers Dodgers suck ass. So all right. Let's hop into our secondary re- uh review of teams. Uh sorry we took the first forty five minutes to get there, but uh we'll try and, and, and pick things up a little bit here. So just to go through the lineup. Yasmani Grandal at catcher, Joey Vato, Ro- Rondodor, Rogan Nordor. Well, the the American way to say it is Rugned. 
So how do they say it in his language? Yeah, I don't know. Rodendodor? I don't know. If anyone knows, call our show, 929-477-3204, or give us a text if you know us. Uh, so Odor at second. Um, Josh Donaldson at, from Atlanta at third. He is not looking good. No. Manny Machado, he is not looking good. Although, I think he, he's not looking terrible. I'm sure he'll come around. Yeah, he'll come around. Elvis Andrews for Texas. He's having a nice start. Brandon Belt, Giants at corner infield, having a pretty decent start. Ryan Braun, Juan Soto, George Springer in the outfield, all playing well. Ryan Braun needs to pick it up a little bit. Nomar Mazzara, having a, playing just about how you expect it at DH. Randall Grychuk, doing kind of what you would expect at that utility on the bench tucker barnhart catcher for cincinnati daniel descalso from the cubs did you have him last year no okay two years ago maybe okay colin moran third baseman from pittsburgh colin oh colin duh sorry um colin blow What mean parents he had. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki, who is shocker on the IL, got those heavy legs going. Josh Reddick in the outfield, Cole Calhoun outfield, Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, kind of a utility guy. So, decent bench. Uh, Pitching staff, Kevin Gausman, Zach Greinke, Freddie Peralta, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler, Dylan Bundy, Mike Fontenowitz and Drew Pomerantz with relievers Kenley Jensen and Raziel Iglesias, a guy I took, I think, last year, hoping he was going to bust out as a huge-time starter, and they moved him back to the bullpen halfway through the year. Yeah. All right. So, lineup. Uh, infield. Yasmani Grandal, Joey Votto, Odor, Donaldson, Machado as the starting positions. Andrews and Belt at the uh, infield positions. I like Votto because where he got him. You can take him very late. You know, and I think, you know, that's a nice little surprise. Um, Grandal, I mean, he's probably going to end up being a, a top five catcher, but, boy, I just don't like him. You didn't like him when I took him three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him at all. Um, Donaldson's been pretty rough. I think that was just kind of a shot in the dark. Hopefully he has somebody else that can – play there. Goodness I mean, knows I wanted I wanted Donald. He's still got time. Oh yeah, yeah. He could easily come around. He's way too talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and then Machado, obviously, you know, he's a stud. I mean he's starting a little slow. You know, you like a guy to get more like thirty a week and he's been more like twenty, I think. Yeah, I mean he's got forty for the season. He's yeah, so there. I mean it's funny how it's all relative, right? Because Elvis Andrews has forty for the season and that's good Game for busters. him. Right. <laughs> right? No, it's true. That's nope. good for yep. him. So it is it's all, it's all about relative. The value. Yeah. Um yeah, I like I like his team. I didn't want Ryan Braun on my team. I had him last year. He's just good enough to be annoying because right. he only plays four games a week. So you feel like you need to start him because he plays well. Yeah. But then he disappoints you when he's well, the final a result games. is usually fifteen points, you know. And Which is like, not quite enough for a starter. It's just yeah, you can't start him. Yeah, every once in a while he'll bust over that, and it's when you don't start him. So, Isn't that always the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on the infield almost exactly, so no reason to review that. Outfield, um, not a not a huge fan of the Soto. I'm not sure if I trust him. Um, he's not having – I mean, he's doing fine. I just, I, I just get nervous about rookies, especially later in the year. Um, as a starter, if his guy's on the bench, I think it's a great Well, thing. that's probably his number one. Oh, no, it's number two. Yeah, George Springer, 
fantastic outfielder, not scoring as much as he should. But right now... But he hasn't been terrible. No, no, no. He's been fine. Yeah. It's just that the difference between being ranked number 80 and being ranked number 30 right now can be as little as like six points. Yes. Because everyone's all bunched in together. Yes. As the year goes on, it'll begin to spread out. It'll all even out. You know? Yeah. But... You know, you have one guy has it hits for the cycle, gets a 15-point bonus, and the guy shoots up 45 slots. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, guys get hot in this game. You know, they have a big week, and two weeks later, they're scoring three points consistently. Yeah. So, hey, Emilio yeah. Bonifacio uh, is a good player to teach you to never expect great things from scrub players. Except for the first two weeks of the year. Oh, he'll be phenomenal. Pitching staff-wise, uh, Gausman, I have lost all faith in that guy. Uh, although I think he's pitching okay so far, but I, I've personally lost faith. Granky not looking good. He rebounded though on his last start. He did. Yeah. He did. But I, 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 I don't trust him. Freddie Peralta. I actually like Peralta, and he's having a nice. That's because he's year. young and he throws ninety-eight. How can you not like him? <laughs> right. And he plays for a good team. Yes. Um. Or what? I mean, Milwaukee sure looks better than we thought they were looking. Boy, they look good. Um. Max Scherzer, really uh, good team. Obviously, I mean, what are you going to say about Max Scherzer? Zach Wheeler, not a good start to the year at all, but uh, obviously crazy talent. Dylan Bundy on the bench. Boy, that guy's got all the promise. If he ever harnesses it, he could be great. Uh, but, you know, yeah. just to give you an idea of how the rank, how, how, how in, uh, ridiculous the points are right now, he has, he was projected to be the 356th overall player in the league in terms of points. He is at 196. So he's almost 100 and, what, 160 above his playing above his level. You know how many points he's got? Five. Yeah. Five points. Five points puts you at 196. Just goes to show you. How skewed it is right now. Yeah. 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 Bench players haven't played enough yet to factor into things and, yep. and make things different. I'd say after about, you know, probably six weeks, things start to kind of level out. Would you agree with that? Six weeks yeah. is when you can start making determinations on your stars. Yep. And, like, this guy's having a bust year or this guy's having a boom yeah. year. Yeah, now there's always a few exceptions, sure. as we know. People sure. break out in the second half. but Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't think about those guys until the second half. Right. But you do when, you know, I think that when you hit, like, week five is when you need to start saying, these guys aren't producing, I need to cut bait. If they're a super high-level pick or, like, you Darvish for me last year, you might hang on to him a little while just hoping, you know, hoping against hope. But I think about weeks five and six is when you need to start saying, this guy's not panning out, he's not who I thought he was. And especially if it's a bench guy, drop him and stream in guys. Stream in guys and try and hit, try and uh, pan for gold. If that if that makes sense, yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, he's also got Fontenot on the bench and Pomerantz, both talented guys. And Pomerantz actually qualifies at relief pitcher, so I don't think there's anything wrong with his pitching staff. I, it could be a fantastic pitching staff. I, I, I like his pitching staff. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of veterans, but not old veterans, which helps. It's actually other than me and Brian. I like that one almost as much as as anybody. Yeah, I mean, a lot of talent on there. Yeah. You know, like I said, I don't personally believe in Gausman anymore, but if he were to have finally harness it and have a good year, him and Granke and Scherzer give you a great one, two, three. I mean, and especially if Fontenot comes back and he's not hurt and he pitches well, then he give you a phenomenal yeah. top yeah. four. Yeah, Fult- so. Nevich, I think, is how you say that. I don't like that. Fontenot sounds better. There's no end, though. 
Uh, yeah, there is, right in the middle. Is there? F-O-L-T-Y-N-E-W-I-C-Z. Oh, there is one, right. Fulton Nevich. What yeah. kind of a name is that, anyway? Polish? Flatic? Oh, Polish, maybe. I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, moving on to Juiced Box Heroes. I am playing them this week, and we've got ourselves a nice little battle going. About 10-point difference, uh, as much as I can remember. Box heroes. Yeah, it's a, uh, had a real good team last year that really faltered right at the end. It was crazy. Like He was like a lock, it seemed like, to do well. And I don't even know. If, I think he might have missed the playoffs. Just had on a, the last week, I think. Yeah, yeah. just had like a four week just meltdown. Which you know what, guys? And Nate used to have that problem a lot. Actually, oh, yeah. he used to have that problem all the time. I was a notorious quick starter. Yeah, have a great time, and then all of a sudden, those last like four to five weeks just plummet. And uh, not really sure why that would happen, but that's yeah, the wonders no, of a fantasy. number of reasons. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. tired arms. Heavy legs, guys getting hurt, you suspensions, know. beating yeah. on women, you know, whatever it is that, that causes you to be falling out of the favor of the lineup. Yeah. His team this year, Wilson Ramos at catcher, Cody Bellinger, who obviously the number one player in fantasy, Ozzy Albies at second, Alex Bregman at third, Trevor Story at short, Ahmad Rosario at middle infield, Jaime Ramirez at corner infielder, picked him up off waivers, I believe, on the like first or second day of the season. Uh, Michael Conforto, Mitch Hanniger, A.J. Pollock in the outfield, Stephen Piscotti at D.H., Max Kepler at Utility, backup players, Mike Zunino, who we've all been waiting for this guy to come around, and he just won't do it, uh, Miguel Cabrera, who is looking like he is as old as he is, Dustin Pedroia, Edward Nunez, Jonathan Shoup, Edgardo, Eduardo Escobar, Scooter Jennett on the IL, and Nick Senzil down in the minors, which is kind of a surprise. Now he's, he's hurt now a little bit, but um, boy, and uh, maybe that's why he's in the minors, but boy, I sure started that guy, thought that guy was going to I think it's a start. control thing. Like they maybe. just want to control his years as much as possible. Sure. And he is, like I said, he's, he's out. So he's, he's pitching back the whole month. So, I mean, that, that could be part of it too, is get him, you get, it's, it's easier to be on the DL and the minors yeah. than the majors. Yeah. Okay. True. So, uh, infield, uh, Ramos, Bellinger, Albies, Bregman, Story, Rosario, and Ramirez at the corners. What do you think? That is a nasty infield. I might be the best infield in the whole league. Yeah. Good. I mean, if Albies Belling- continues to produce, yeah, yeah, Bellinger, Bregman, Story. I know Story's kind of started a little slow, but and so is Bregman. Yeah, but man, those are some good players right there. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! And yeah, Albies yep. is. Yeah, he's got a pretty sick infield, man. Yep, I agree. You know, Al- Ramos will get hurt at some point. I guarantee you. <laughs> but yeah. he's, you know, he's he's productive. He's a top like six, seven catcher. You just got to hope that, uh, I mean, it, it's a hamstring for Bregman. Just hope that that doesn't become a power zapping or a uh, speed zapping type thing. He he was a stealer, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, not, not a, a lot. Not a I would say like 15 maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, more like 10 it looks like. Although he did have, no, no, yeah, it's like. 10, 10, he had 17 one year, but about 10. Okay. So, um, not a huge thing, but yeah, just, uh, that's the only, only red flag. He had like 50, he had like 52 doubles or something last year. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Uh, Conforto, Hanniger, and Pollock in the outfield. I mean, it's kind of a, 
put together outfield like a, yeah, it seems a little shoddy but yeah it seems a little shoddy. i mean conforto's having a great start and we've he has all the he's, talent in the world he's a good player i really like I think he's really a borderline number one outfielder, so I do like yeah. I do like him. I shouldn't and, say all of them. And Pollock's having a nice year in L.A. He's not burning, not not you know setting. The, I mean, they're performing. Yeah. I just don't like them yeah. for whatever reason. I don't, you know, have Mitch Haniger. I just it's hard to believe, but he does seem like he's a good hitter. You know, but he actually seemed like he might be the weakest of the three outfielders there, which is kind of a surprise. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're both at forty, so they haven't been terrible. No, uh, I think no. Piscotti's a good guy you can cycle in and out, and so are, and so is Kepler. Yeah. They're both like they're probably not going to start every week, but they're good guys to cycle in and out. They both so sound like DH utility his, players. Yeah, so his outfielder's probably sneaky good. You know, like a, a little sneakier than you would think. Because when I hear Conforto, Hanniger, Pollock, that doesn't make me go, ooh. <laughs> right, isn't that funny? But if they perform ooh, consistent 15 you know, to 18 points a week, but yeah, they're that all, infield should be buoyant. They're all scoring 40, you know, 40 or 50 so far. So yeah, nothing to say bad about it. No. But the infield really sticks out to me with that team. No, but I would. I mean, I would probably give him a B plus or maybe even an A minus on that of that lineup just because of how it's a nice lineup. If it was a little bit stronger utility in DH, I would probably upgrade a little. I bit. think he's got some guys he can mix and match though. I think Nunez is a good player. I think <laughs> actually, is. I think Miggy actually still hits pretty well. He just the power is gone. And you know, Shoop and Janet. I mean, those guys together. Oh should, yeah, I think should produce. Jeanette had just a breakout last year. I, I'm afraid. That that's all you know. It was like a Brady Anderson thing, right? His one breakout year, his career yeah. year. Yeah, but I'm you afraid know. that's what that could be. But we'll never. But know. hey, you just need to come up with one or two positions out of all that. Yeah, no, he's got some good depth. He'll be. He's a good team. That's a good lineup. Uh, pitching staff: Sandy Alcantara from Miami, Nathan Eovaldi from Boston, Corey Kluber, you should know who he is, Steven Strasburg, you should know who he is, Julio Teheron from Atlanta. Am I saying that name right? Yeah. Um, Tanner Roark, boy, that guy's just always a disappointment. Uh, we'll see what he does this year. Eduardo Rodriguez from Boston, Jose Urena from Miami, uh, Hinjun Ryu, now on the IL, uh, kind of a Kind of a painful loss there because he got hurt in inning two of his first start. Had a two-start week. I'm actually playing this guy this week in the league, and that that's going to help me out a lot to at least be competitive. Yeah, uh, We're having a hell of a battle, though. We're still 10 points apart. Um, I, I mean, I want to say great pitching staff because I see Kluber and Strasburg and Teheron, but I don't. I don't know why. Now, put Ryu back in there, and then you got him at the number one, and Eovaldi for Boston. I mean, it. I feel like I should like the pitching staff a whole lot more than I do. I don't know why. Hmm. I, I mean, Kluber and Strasburg, that's a nasty one, too. Right? I mean, that's as good as anybody in the league. Um, I guess I just I have I have after that it falls I have off. run out of faith in in Strasburg. Oh, I think I like Strasburg. I mean, he's he's not he just never panned out to be the next you know god godlike pitcher yeah, yeah like he just didn't pan out to be that guy now is he still a 15 win guy and a 150 strikeout guy yeah you know that's not a bad team nope. i think he's a good number two so i i like the team I, although after those two that's where it drops off for me is 
pretty big time. Like, who is yeah. the number three, really? Well, it would have been Ryu. Okay, yeah, sure, fair, fair enough. But I can't think that he expected to get a lot out of Ryu. <laughs> Not after the last three years. Yeah, I can't believe that you would think you'd get much out of the guy. So, yeah, when healthy, sure, the guy's a three. But yeah. Uh, then, then what? Then who? Lots of hair on. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He just, I don't know what's wrong. He, every time you thought he was going to break out and become a superstar, he never did. I know. I've, he just I've poo-pooed you. him for years and I finally took him last year and he was, <laughs> I ended up releasing him. Yeah. It just, it just stresses you out. <laughs> and he was on a good team. He is on a good team. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I don't know why I don't feel good. Now his, I like his relievers a lot. Uh, Shane Green at Detroit and Robert Osuna at Houston. Oh, I don't like them. Boy, they've been pretty good this year. Yeah, and, especially Green. Yeah, and Osuna's already got two saves this week, so it's yeah. at least at least one. I know he's got one. So uh, <laughs> he'd be beating some batters now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, this ain't this ain't the draft the uh, good boys league. This is draft the that's a nice team. Um, wh- whoever, who is that again? This is uh, Brad's team, the Juice Box. Yeah, Heroes. that's a nice team, Brad. Yep, started Good out job. with a, started out own one, which is always painful, but uh, obviously scored plenty. And like I said, if he had had, if Ryu didn't get hurt, I think that I'd have been pretty much a lock to lose. This yeah, week both Brad because and I, got I had a low pitching tough number. losses last week. We were both in the five hundreds and lost. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that's painful. Yeah, scoring five hundred and losing that first week. Woo! Again, five hundred is is not going to happen often. It's because uh, the all extra. the starters had their yeah. their two starts or even three, and we had the three extra day or four extra days. Yeah, because the season started on a Thursday, mm-hmm. so it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next whole week all wrapped into one all scoring in period. One. Yeah, one big toast. Which we do at the All Star break as well. Very true. Yep. 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 All right, Red Eye Force. Now, I don't know. I haven't really looked at his team enough to make a judgment yet. All I know is that this is the other team that is scoring a lot. I think he scored the most points in week one and yep. has a real pretty good score going this week. Not, I don't think he's. In the, I think he's like number five or something. Yeah, this week. but he's doing but, all right. But very nice score this week. I mean, they're all kind of bunched together at the top. Yeah. So very kind of. I've been waiting to kind of see the team and look at it. So uh, Francisco Cervelli. Is that right? Yep. Uh, Reese Hoskins at first base also qualifies at outfield. Monster. Whit Merrifield, second base, and qualifies at outfield. Max Muncy at third qualifies at first as well. Marcus Seaman. Oh, he's sticking with Seaman at uh, shortstop for Oakland. Travis Shaw, the not rookie, but second year, third year sensation or whatever. No, no, no. He's been around. He's got to be 30. Oh, really? I think I think I'm the wrong one. This guy, oh, he's 28. Yeah. Yes, he's been around a while. Um, and then Luke Volt. Volt? Voigt. Voigt. That's an I? Yeah. No, it's an L. It's not Volt? No, it's an I. Okay, it sure looks like an, it doesn't look like, oh, there it looks like an I. Okay. All right, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. John Voigt's car? <laughs> Driving around in John Voigt's car. Isn't that Angelina's father? <laughs> yeah. J O H N. Love that episode. Uh, outfield. Enders Inciarte of Atlanta. Andrew McCutcheon at Philadelphia. Tommy Pham of the Devil Ra- Well, the Rays. Jake Bowers at first base. 
Kevin Kiermeyer in the outfield. Boy, that guy is another one of the guys that just, I will never draft him again because he's so annoying. Every time you want to start him, he does six points. And every time you put him on your bench, he scores 30. It's like your boy Steven Souza a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. <laughs> Poor Souza's out for the year. Yeah. Um, he also has Danny Jansen, uh, catcher for Toronto, who I like a lot. Jung Ho Kong, Kang, Kang. You told me his name is spelled or said Gung. Gung. Um, at third base, Pittsburgh. Josh Harrison used to be third base, Pittsburgh. He's now on Detroit. Second base. Harrison batter outfield St. Louis. I don't know him very well. Vladimir Guerrero of the Blue Jays in the yep. in the minors and Francisco Lindor in the IL. Ooh, that is a nasty team. So bringing Lindor back into this lineup and it becomes can you say championship? Boy, that the, then you say goodbye. Uh, you're no longer sticking with Seaman. You're going oh. with uh, Lindor, but you can move Seaman down to uh, middle infield. Yep, or utility or DH. Or utility or DH. Yeah, I mean, utility and DH isn't blowing me away. The outfield, uh, Tommy Pham's having a great start to the year. Yep. McCutcheon looking like kind of the best version you were hoping for. Inciarte is a little slow to start, but he's not doing anything he's wrong. He's always sneaky good, though. Yeah. And then we know, I mean, Muncy's been a monster. He's looking great. Whitfield is exactly who he's always, I mean, the guy is just yeah. so consistent. Yep. Three steals, Hoskins, a two monster. doubles, six runs every week. God, right? putting Lindor into that infield. Right. Whew. Yeah. Man. Well, I think now we know why he's scoring so well. That's a lot of good players, man. Yeah. a lot of good players. And we're going to be adding a stud in there. That's going to be – this team could be pretty – this could be a scary team. I hope his pitching is gonna have to. We're going to have to hope for a couple of injuries. <laughs> and Vlad Guerrero coming up halfway through the year. That will be a My nice little goodness, pickup. That is a nasty team. Oh, he's suspended. What did he get suspended for? Oh, he he and Yasiel. Oh, that's who got in the fight. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Archer, Matthew Boyd of Detroit. Who's been good. Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners. He's been outstanding. Chris Paddock, San Diego. We talked about it already before. These guys are pitching much better than we thought they would. Not maybe a stud, but hey, when you got a guy you thought was going to be a bench pitcher and he's good enough to start, that's, that's always a good sign. Trevor Williams of Pittsburgh. I honestly don't know him very well. Eric Lauer, another San Diego pitcher. James Paxton, uh, New York. And he's uh, not done great to start. No, but, you he know, is not. So early. Nick Pavetta, Philadelphia. Uh, he's had a struggle, too. Yeah, he could be sneaky good if he pulled around. Trevor Richards, Miami. Is that another former San Diego pitcher? I don't know who that he's, is. He's loving the San Diego guys. Yeah. Carlos Rodon of the White Sox on the bench. And Cody Allen, reliever to go along with his starting relievers of Kirby Yates and Enroldis Chapman. So we know Chapman's going to be good, even though he hasn't done much yet. Now I see where he put all his Kirby Yates chips. Having though. a fantastic start to the year. Dominating the reliever position. Yeah, I mean, there's not much in the pitching right there, but he's boy, got you know, good value, though. Yeah, he has good value. Very good. I mean, come on. Tell me that Rodone, Richards, Pavetta, yeah, Paxton, those guys are all Archer, Gonzalez, Paddock, and Williams. Man, I can find five guys a week. I can find, the, I'll just start the two starters pretty much. And just hope, for, that's hope the, for the one good one. I had a team like that two years ago, and I guess I did, you know, okay, but. Yeah, it just scares me. I think you just need to tread water. That yeah. lineup is very fierce. Yeah. So you tread some water, 
keep the uh, keep the team uh, afloat with the pitching. Have a couple of good ones here and there. Sure and uh, sit on my cards here. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to figure Chris Archer's going to have some sparkling games. I mean, he's got too much talent. He's going to at some point do well. Yes. Uh, Paxton, we know when he's healthy. Uh, he's actually got him on the bench right now, but uh, I'm not sure why. But he's, I mean, he, we know what he can do. I mean, yeah, as long yeah. as he's not hurt. That, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Hurt. Right. Uh, Pavetta, I really do think Pavetta's going to bounce back this year. He's he's got he all the he, like he's got all the skills to be good and he's on a good team so yeah. I you know I'd hang on to him for sure I all think, the peripherals right yeah yep um again if you want to call in please feel free to do so nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four you are listening to the sports offensive fantasy draft fantasy baseball draft uh, review recap part two uh, I don't think anything else we need to say about the team just uh, I I'm not shocked that he's scoring so well. And I'm not looking forward to facing him. Uh, I don't even know if he's in my division, but he might be. So that could be brutal. Oh, Brad has pulled out to a 20-point lead on me. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> Nate has broke 100. Yay. So congratulations on breaking that century mark. Yes. Does he have any pitchers going? Oh, his pitcher sucks. What is he scoring so many points from? Oh, my goodness. Just hate it when you see, like, three hitters with, like, 10 points on your opponent's team for that day. Man, D. Gordon got me 13 today. Nice. Guy's a stud. All right. Oh, one of our favorite teams to hopefully get to mock. The Captain Chavez, Republic of Chavez, our leading championship trophy winner of the league. I think he's got three or four. Very nice. At least I know he's got three for sure. Catcher, Francisco Mejia. Christian Walker at first base. Picked up that guy, and then I dropped him. If he ends up going off. And Anderson got him. I'm going to be pissed, but he's actually not done well the last few days. Gliber Torres at second base. Not bad for semi-punting a position. Yandy Diaz, third baseman for Tampa Bay. I can't believe the guy's actually scored 50 points already. I don't think that's going to continue. <laughs> but this is also – But then again, this guy – he finds outstanding waiver wire talent. I don't know how he does it. I don't think anybody knows how he does it. And that's that's why he wins so many championships. But uh, yep. anyway, Yandy Diaz, for a position he didn't have a starter at third base, like four hours before the season started. And now he's got a guy in there who's ranked 38th overall in the yeah. league in score, points scored. Uh, Jorge Polanco, <laughs> love that pick. I got him last year, hoping to have him come out big after the suspension. Who had a cycle. Didn't quite do it, but He hit yeah. for the cycle the other night. Very nice start to the year. Yoan Mancada, what we thought he was going to be last year, he looks like this year. A lot of the, what do they call those on the Eric Carabell's fantasy show? Happy Meals or whatever? When they get a, when they, a combo meal, where they get a, a home run and a steal. Mm -hmm. And Yoan Mancada's looking like a real big uh, combo meal player. Nico Godrum at first and second for Detroit. Or Detroit. I don't know who the hell that is, to be honest. Alex Gordon, outfielder for KC. He just picked him up. Robbie Grossman, Grossman, Oakland outfielder. I don't know him either. Uh, Mike Trout. I think I might know who that guy is. Uh, Jorge Soler at DH. Edwin Encarnacion at Utility. Boy, Edwin Encarnacion at Utility. That's kind of a nice. Yeah. I mean, and he's doing really well. Ian Desmond, C.J. Crone, David Dahl, Byron Buxton, Jesse Winker, all on the bench. Injured Matt Olson of Oakland. That's a nice stash. Miguel Sano. Uh, did he get hurt before the season started? 
Yeah, so last I knew he had a heel laceration okay. from like falling down the stairs and it oh. was like a horizontal laceration in his heel. Mm. So those are kind of tough to he- they take a long time to heal. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh Giancarlo Stanton on the IL. His wrist? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm I think click it on is. Him real quick now here. that you say that, I think it is biceps. Wrist. I'm sorry, oh. he strained his biceps. He has begun swinging a bat again uh, as of April 10th, which oh, is okay. yesterday. So, um, so I mean, all right. So infield: Mejia, Walker, Torres, Diaz, Polanco, Yoan Mancada, and Nico Godrum. I'll be honest. I like two players out of that whole set. Yeah, I mean Torres is going to be a, a stud. And I like Polanco a lot. Uh, I mean, who knows? If Diaz keeps doing what he's doing, right. you got to say, wow, what a pickup. It'd but, be like when he drafted the guy with the same name as him at third base last year. The yep. guy ends up having like this great year. Of course. And it's like, well, who? Yeah. <laughs> Francisco Mejia is a very slow start. And Christian Walker, yeah, he's okay. Uh, I like Mejia next year. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, Mankata. I feel been, the same way about Torres. I think he'll yeah. be good next year. Mankata's been unbelievable. I had him last year, and he was a huge disappointment till yeah. like the last month. But and pick it he, up. Yeah, yeah. So I just like Polanco and Mankata are the only ones I like. Me too. No, I mean, it doesn't mean the other ones aren't going to do well. They're oh, I like doing Torres. Well already. Torres is going to be a stud too. Yeah, see, I just don't. I think next year. Um, I feel like he's like that, that player that. Uh, that I prototypically always in drafts take the year too early kind of guy. That's why I didn't look at him this year. Um, outfield, Alex Gordon, Robbie Grossman, Mike Trout. So obviously Grossman's a fill-in right now because otherwise he would have either uh, – well, he would uh, – uh, Giancarlo Stanton would obviously be starting. Yeah. And he's also got Byron Buxton, Jesse Winker, and David Dahl all – and actually Ian Desmond also qualifies in outfield. They're all on his bench. So I don't – I guess I don't really know Grossman very well or to know why he's got him in there. What does it say about Sano? Is he coming back soon? Sano says uh, he's expected to be out until at least May 1st, so another month. Okay. Well, three more weeks. Jeez. Says he's resumed some baseball activities. Well, that was like 10 days ago, so not really any uh, news. Huh? No, but you're right about the heel. Uh, can't be, can't be wearing them. Can't be wearing those stilettos when I you don't know, know what you're right? doing. So, <laughs> um, I mean, Matt Olson, Miguel Sano, and Giancarlo on the injured. You throw those three guys in a lineup, it sure looks a lot stronger. Yeah. And I, I don't even know when Olson is coming back. Uh, I think he. It was amazing he didn't get drafted for the year he had last year. Obviously, he's hurt. But it was kind of surprising to me that no one grabbed him in the draft. Yeah. And he's able to get him off waivers when the season started. I, I And he also got David Dahl, who's on the DL or IL. Uh, to me, that's four good players. You can add them all back in there. And I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't started Same with it Wink, at all. Winker's not a bad player either. No, huge sleeper, I think. Yeah. Like a lot, of, a lot of sleeper, a lot of sleeper lists. So he's... Him. It, however, however he decides to mix mix and match it, he's got the talent. Yeah, you know he's gonna he's just gonna have to kind of get creative. I think. As much as I wasn't blown away by the infield, the outfield slash all the IL players, oh, yeah, two of which yeah. are infielders. I mean, Trout, Stanton. Yeah, Whew, that's Gordon. a nasty duo. Gordon. 
Oh no, Gordon's not. I was thinking of. I was thinking of Kane. Gordon's kind of a surprise so far. Yeah, he's um, been better than expected. But yeah, I mean, Mike Trout. What an amazing. What did he have? Like nine home runs over the weekend or something? I mean, that was crazy. I don't. It's not that many, but he had a yeah, huge. Was, weekend. I think he had six. Yeah, huge weekend. Uh, Byron again. Byron Buxton looking really good so far. I'm surprised he isn't playing him. Uh, this guy always loves to have yeah. plethora of outfielders and cycle them around. So. I'm, looks like he'll be able to do start, it again this year. Start the hot hand. That's got what he a, does. Yep. Got plenty of uh, plenty of options. All right. We'll go to the line or the pitching staff here. So we got some big names here. Shane Bieber. Are you a believer? <laughs> I certainly was. I was so mad I didn't get him in the draft. We'll see what he does. He's not having a huge start so far, but boy, I think he'll have a real nice season. But he does have Walker Bueller sensation last year from the Dodgers. Not quite living up to the snuff, I'd say. Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, not quite living up to billing. Not not saying that they're a bad player. Just saying they're not quite what we think we were going to hope for from them. Right. So far. So far. Noah Syndergaard. Uh, what do you think? Are we getting what we were expecting from Syndergaard? Yeah. So kind of, far. I think so. I think this He's year, pitching right now, isn't he? Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, no. Matt's is going tonight. That's my guy. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's one and one. His ERA is four point seven four, which is not good. Um, strikeouts, he's got twenty in two in. Well, he's got nineteen innings and twenty strikeouts, so that's fantastic. Um, only that's got two walks, that's fantastic. Yeah. Whip is point seven nine. His ERA is four point seven four. You know, his whip is point seven nine. So you know what? Grand slam. Uh, yeah, or he's given up a lot of base steals. Maybe you know when people are. Because that's something that he's been no, known for. People steal steal on him quite a bit. Big long long delivery, mm-hmm. but that's 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 hard to comprehend. A four point seven four ERA and a point seven nine WHIP. Well, whoever's getting on base is scoring basically. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, every so. single guy that's getting on base is scoring. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I have to watch him closely to see what's going on there. Yeah, that's I weird. think a lot of that is his. He has a hard time holding runners. And so, yeah, he's got to wow. keep guys off the base paths. Well, that's just that doesn't make things easy. That's just shocking to see those two numbers next to each other. Yeah, um, he's also got Jamison Talion, who I I think we were both down on him in our fantasy draft. He's probably special. a little bit better than we gave him credit for, but yeah, but he's not. I mean, he's he's pitching like he's gonna. I mean, he's <laughs> only got fourteen points on the year. I'm yeah. guessing he's had two starts, so that's not that that's not real impressive. Um, on the bench, he's got Jake Flaherty. Not sure why he's not in there to start. I mean, he's only got the one start next week, but my goodness, the guy's pitching fantastic. I mean, even better than we thought. Sonny Gray, uh, not good. Oh, he's a hurt now, but not good. Pablo Lopez, I don't know him that well. Uh, looks like he's doing okay. Jake Odorizzi, your, plays for your team. Not the guy's, not that guy is start. so frustrating. So frustrating. I would never recommend drafting that guy. Had him twice. Just absolutely drives you up the wall. Because you'll think he looks good. He's in the fourth inning. Things are looking great. Nice little start going. Wheels. Five runs. Yep. Yeah, you're just like, what the hell just happened? Take him out. Take him out. Got to do what the, you know, should treat him the way that Tampa Bay treats their current crop of pitchers. Get him out before they've seen. So I heard the thing. Their their philosophy. I didn't realize what it was. I thought they were just trying to, like, you know, you're talking about having the 
the uh, opener. Instead of a closer having an opener, you yeah. know. Um, their rule is they don't want any pitcher to see a lineup three times. They want to avoid three at-bat games. That's why Glass now, while pitching fantastic yesterday, was yanked out in the, after the sixth because they didn't want him to face a lineup a third time. Good insight into uh, you know fantasy for the, for you guys also mm-hmm. because if you have any of those relievers, you have any of those starters, realize they aren't going to be pitching more than six innings. You know, yep, but you unless that, you've got Snell. If you get that great swing guy though, the one guy that is the bridge more often than not when they score enough runs to go ahead uh or a guy who just comes in and pitches the fifth and the sixth because the guy who pitched the starter won't be able to get a win yeah so it'll go to him so yeah i mean i like the philosophy you know seeing a guy the third time around always makes it a little easier always the worst yeah that's always when the wheels come off for like a no hitter and things like that so um and then uh finally he's got taylor uh, tyler skaggs uh who's a big time sleeper looks like he's pitching all right to start the year uh, big sleeper on a lot of lists this year. So what do He's you think okay, of the pitching yeah. staff? I mean, got some serious talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's as good as anybody. I really, I mean, with Syndergaard <laughs> and Bueller and uh, Bieber and Nola, I mean, geez, that's four good pitchers right there. I mean, Bueller, Nola, Syndergaard is a legit one, two, three of really a a one, a one A and a one B. I yeah, mean. it's pretty good. And then, you know, Flaherty, if he can, continues, I think he's really the true number five there over Jamison. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what he ends up doing. But I, I do believe. And then cycle, cycle uh, Skaggs in there when he's got two yeah. starts. Yeah. And uh, maybe Sonny Gravy comes around. But, yeah, I like, I mean, that's a good, that's a good staff. That's. That if they pitch up to snuff, yeah, they could carry him a long way. That and Trout and Stanton. I mean, that's boy, that's just that's well, about five, you, that's seven players. You combine any team that's got talent with Brian's luck, he's got a chance to win. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, good luck to you, Chavez. We don't ever need to wish it to you though. Uh, next on the docket, San Diego Giant Killers. Uh, one of the few teams that hasn't changed their name, I think, since the first year. Which I, that's pretty rare. Maybe you didn't do the first year, but I th- I think it's close. I right? changed mine after the first year, and it's been the same ever since. Oh, you were Anna Nicole's something the first year. Dream Team, yeah. Ah, that's what. It, yeah, I changed mine. I think about six years mm-hmm. in. I can't remember what my first team was called. And then I changed the Tyranny of Four, which has been an ironic name since my team has not been very fearful <laughs> since I changed it. It's been fearful of you. Yeah. yeah. One great year. One great year. But, boy, the rest of them have been pretty forgettable. Hoping this year's a change. All right. This team has Robinson Chirinos. Chirinos. Yep. Chirinos. Uh-huh. Uh, catcher for Houston. Freddie Freeman at first. Jose Altuve at second. Eugenio Suarez at third. Eugenio. Oh, that's how you say that? Eugenio? Eugenio. Eugenio. Yeah, Eugenio is what he's going to get called. <laughs> Carlos Correa at shortstop. Tim Anderson. We both like that guy. We've had him. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Middle infielder. Eric Hosmer at corner infield. Boy, he's just not doing much. Uh, Jackie Bradley, Will Myers, David Peralta in the outfield. You know what? Those those names don't sound imposing when you say them, but that's actually a nice little trio. They, that's who. Uh, this is the team I played last week, by the way. Ah, yeah. I, I like that trio of outfielders. I think it's very. I, I don't think any of them are going to dominate for you, 
but I don't think any of them are going to drop you to the floor yeah. either. Chris Davis at DH, that's a nice little pickup right there. That dude's good. Yeah, he's having a nice little year. Uh, Stalin Castro at Utility. Almost forgot about him. He didn't even get drafted, I don't think. He didn't get drafted, and he didn't play that well so far. Yeah. Not, but not. He's not terrible. He's just not, just not good. Yeah, just. <laughs> uh, on the bench, Jan Gomes, Martin Maldonado. Makes me always think of Candy Maldonado from the Giants. I love that guy. What a great name. He had a great walk-up song, too. Uh, Zach Cozart, jo- Joe Panic, uh, Ramon Lorenio? Lir- Liri- Liri- it's actually Loriano. Lir- Loriano. Liriano. Liriano. Excuse me. Liriano. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Scott Schiebler? Schieber? Schieber? Schebler. Schieber? Schebler. Schebler. Yep. Cincinnati outfielder. Aaron Hicks. Corey Dickinson on the IL. So the, I can just tell you right now, the, the bench and the IL aren't doing much. But infield, Chirinos, Freeman, Altuve, Suarez, Correa, Tim Anderson, and Hosmer. Freeman was a friggin' wrecking ball last week. I think he had close to 50 last week. Did already. he really? Yeah. Look at that. He's projected to be the 32 overall scorer, and he's the 32nd overall scorer. No, that, that is. That never happens. That is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he has a good lineup. Uh, you know. Yeah, nothing wrong with that infield. Yeah. They, Altuve has been has not been great, but he sure looks more like the Altuve two years ago. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty. Well, he good. started slow. Yeah, a little. bit. He had a nice little explosion there over. How like many three points games does set. he have? He's up to 50 now. Okay. 56. 56. So He's got to be in the top twenty, isn't yeah. he? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying that he is. He, he's. He, he all kind of came at once. Yeah. You know. That's what she said. <laughs> Reminds me of a meme I should show you. Uh-huh. Um, Correa at shortstop. I love how Lady got him. Now he's kind of just doing kind of who he has been the last few years, but. But the better of the few years, not the bad of last year. There is a breakout in there. I know it. It's coming sometime. I know don't you? it. Like it's like Lindor, right? You know, and you thought we were going to see it a long time ago because he had that cup of coffee for like three months when he came up as a rookie mm-hmm. and just lit the league on fire and has never done it again since. He's had some injuries <clears throat> that he's battled, so I think that's a lot of it. But yeah. I, he's still so young. He's only like Very twenty-four, young. if that. 24. Yeah, so he'll be fine. Yeah, I think I sense a large breakout. So nice nice little lineup. And then Tim Anderson and Eric Hosmer, I really can't ask for much more at your corner and middle infield. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe a little more from, than Hosmer, but uh, but he's already playing better than last year. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Bradley, Will Myers, Peralta, I, we already kind of discussed that. Chris Davis, uh, Starling Castro. Be the best DH in the league right there. Yeah, so I, I not a great lineup. But I, I think it's a very solid lineup. Yeah. I think it's a consistent – and what I like about it is I don't ever see a bottoming out week. Um, yep. Let's see. Pitching staff, Trevor Bauer, Cleveland, Luis Castillo, huge sleeper on so many lists for Cincinnati this year. Zach Elfin of Philadelphia, Germán Marquez for the Rockies, Mike Miner for Texas. He's still pitching. I think doesn't it seem like the guy's hurt all the time. And, yeah, and of course but, he did well against me. <laughs> but he's pitching for Texas now. I think he was pitching with the Giants the last two years. Is that right? I don't know. But uh, he's still Will, around. I think Will won almost every start last week. Yeah. Oh, that always helps. Yeah, <clears throat> he's got David Hess, Dallas Keuchel, Robbie Ray, and Arodis Vizcaino. 
Arroda's Vizcaino. Oh, that's a reliever. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's also got Brandon Morrow, IL on the bench. His starting relievers are Jose Alvarado and Sean Doolittle. I don't think I love either one, but I don't think either one's going to. Same yeah. thing as the lineup. No, they're never going to hurt you. Yeah. Alvarado's been good. Um, starting pitchers. Marquez, I loved going into the season. Still hoping he's going to be that pitcher, but he hasn't quite shown it yet. Um, not terrible either. Bauer has been a lot of sleeper list to win the Cy Young. Looking pretty good to start the year. Luis Castillo looking real good to start the year. Um, maybe he's living up to the hype, right? Zach Elfin, he's doing really well. Yeah, you, boy, you're not kidding. He didn't win all the starts. Look at that. Everybody's under all of his starters and relievers are within the top 97. That's pretty. They all have 40 or 50 points scored too. Yeah. 30 or more. Yeah. That's impressive. 40 or more. in most of them. Yeah. Well, it's top three. Okay. Yeah. These two guys are both have thirties. Oh yeah. But two thirties, a a couple of forties and a 50 in your pitching staff. That's not bad. I don't think you're. I don't think that's you're crying. No, that's why he beat me last week. No, no question. No, that's one of Will's better teams. Yeah, I like that team a lot. I, I do think. Too. I, I just. I don't know why, but I like teams that I don't ever think are going to bottom out because that's when you don't have those disaster weeks. Yep, I agree. And it gives you a chance to win. All right, we're down to our final team. Uh, if you want to call in before we finish the show, 929-477-3204. We get to last year's champion. The Boozers. Uh, the Boozers lineup, Gary Sanchez at, at catcher, Daniel, Daniel Vogelbach. Is that it or Vogelbach? Vogelbach, yeah. Vogelbach. Yep. First baseman in Seattle. I don't know him that well, but he sure I don't either. well. Yeah. Uh, Robinson Cano, we all know who that is. Evan Longoria, we certainly know who that is. Jean Segura, DJ Mayhew at the shortstop and middle infield. Corner infield is Rowdy Tellez, or Tellez. Don't know who the hell that is. Me neither. Um, he wasn't even projected to be a ranked scorer. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, but he's got 100. Well, he's 128th overall. So I'm um, guessing he must have an injury here. Charlie Blackman, J.D. Martinez, Kristen Yelich in the outfield. Ooh. Wow. Woo. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yelich is looking exactly like the MVP. Of How last did you get Yelich and Martinez? Wow. Because Martinez, no one believed in Martinez. He fell to the second round. Remember. Second round? Yeah, he got him with pick uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. No one would take him. No one believed that year last year. I mean, the guy wow. was, like, ranked third in most drafting lineups, and we didn't even take him in the first round. Yeah, wow. Just goes to show you that people just don't believe when it, when you haven't done it consistently. Yeah. When you've done it for a year and a half, but you were bad or hurt before yeah. that. He's done it for a little longer than that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that. There's a reason he didn't get drafted in the first round. No one believed it. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Charlie Blackman. I mean, pfft. he's been a first, second round pick for years. So yeah, he fell quite a bit too. I mean, and he is, and he is kind of scoring low, like pretty much everybody in that lineup is. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's still got at least one more big year. Uh, boy, he, what an outfield. Yeah. That's and a- then Marcelo Zuna. For DH, that guy could be a starting outfielder for a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick, Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, I love that guy so much, and he always hurt me when I've drafted him. It's just hard to put it into words. I, ha- I had him a couple years ago. I, I, I liked him. 
But, but uh, he, he's a utility DH guy, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. not really someone you can depend to start all the time. He has big weeks, but... Boy, so the... I mean, the infield is Sanchez, who's crushing it. Uh, Vogelbach, who I don't really know that well, but he's crushing it, crushing it. Uh, Cano's doing okay. Longoria's doing okay. Segura's doing quite well. LeMahieu's doing way better than you would have thought for someone who didn't even have a clear path to a starting job. And then that Tellus, I don't know who the hell that is. I I like the infield. It's I, it's another infield that doesn't blow me away, but I feel like outside of Longoria, that's a risk. I don't see a lot of bottoming out. Yeah, know? I agree. Uh, yeah, and Sanchez, you know, man, that's a beast right there at that position. Yeah. So that's that's what you're hanging. That and Segura, you're hanging your hat on, and you've got Cano as a possible amazing steal to really throw some points if he returns to what he was you know two, oh, two me, years give me, ago give me 80 percent yeah I'll, i'd be real happy yeah i mean you're pairing him with this this threesome in the outfield that this trio that's just a massive any woman would love to have a threesome with this <laughs> a quartet yeah <laughs> and then like i said ozuna really could be a starting infielder for or outfielder for a lot of fantasy teams yep. so nothing wrong with that lineup yep. Uh, Ronald Guzman, Albert Pujols, Ian Kinsler, Colton Wong, Jay Bruce, Nick Ahmad, Ahmed, uh, Jock Peterson. Oh, get him in the lineup. He is great. He's having a fantastic year. Uh, Jake Lamb and Shohei Otani on the IL. Man, I like that bench. Ooh, I'm going to offer him a trade for Jock. Me too. Yeah, I should see what he wants. Because he's got way, he's got a glut of outfield talent. Man, look at Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce is a 21 overall ranked player in fantasy. What the hell's going on there? Gosh, I wish I had picked him. Who's Corey's, him. who's Corey's shortstop? Uh, Jean Segura. Oh, he's got a pretty good one. Yeah. Colton Wong and Ian Kinsler. Now, Colton Wong, he picked up off waivers. Uh, we'll see if he's for real. I, I don't think he is. But, uh, you know, Pujols, not doing great, but not doing bad. Ian Kinsler, boy, you know there's going to be weeks where you can start him and he does well. Jay Bruce, obviously, is doing well. And Jock Peterson's having a great year. He looks fantastic at the plate. I like that lineup, man. That lineup and that bench. Whew. All right. Pitching. We'll see here. Boy, this is, this is interesting. This is an interesting group. So Jake Arrieta, Phillies. Patrick Corbin, new Washington starter. John Gray, Rockies. Cole Hamels. My, uh, Cubs, John Lester, Cubs. That's a veteran rotation other than Gray. And then on the bench, he's got Michael Waka, St. Louis, and he's also got in the injured reserve, Alex Wood, Cincinnati. I mean, I don't know what to think. I mean, that, that's a lot of talented pitchers, but I also feel like it's a lot of either aging or never quite turned the corner pitchers. Well, look, take those three that you're, that we're thinking of. So Arietta, Hamels and Lester, yeah. all kind of in that older group that, you know, they've been, they've had Cy Young award years, really all right. three of them. Right. Haven't they all won? I think they've all, yeah, they might've all won one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Lester is know, the, the one I have at least their... faith in, right? Lester, yeah. The age. Yep, the age. Hamels, I mean, I love Hamels. He's just as old as Lester. Yeah, but Hamels doesn't pitch as old as Lester. But right. he's got a, he's got less points than Lester on the year. So yeah. but now Lester's on the IL. I don't even know what for. Uh oh, hamstring. Oh, boo. Hamstring. So so yeah, so he's thirty five. 
Man, Cole Hamels won his Cy Youngs all the way back with. I think Hamels is even older <laughs> than that. Right. Now he's 35, yeah. Okay, 35. So, yeah, so, you know. And then how old is the other guy? Uh, Arietta? Yeah, he's got to be about that, too. And he's 33. Uh, yeah, but all former Cy Young Award winners, all at least current or former Cubs. Boy, and, and weird. the Boozers are not usually a fan of older players. Hmm. But I think what happened here was spent a lot of the capital on that lineup yeah, and looked for nothing but value on the pitching scene. Which he probably got, you know. I mean, a lot of those guys are – man, I, can you not tell me? Arietta's probably going to get 15 wins. I mean, he's on a great team. You would think him and Hamels and Lester, barring long-term injury, should all have 12 wins. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Gar- uh, John Gray, boy, I mean, you just keep – we just keep waiting because the talent is there. He pitched he all right. Number one. His first, he's only pitched once, I think, because of the rain out. Ah. So his first outing was pretty good. Well, he's only got 10 points. Yeah, but he gave up three runs and lost. That's why. Uh, so he's got two starts, two oh, he, losses. Oh, he does have two starts. Um, yeah, his ERA is 5.68. Whip is 1.26. 14 Ks to th- three walks. Uh, boy, that just kind of seems like now he had, to play, he had to play the Dodgers, his second start in Coors Field. That's hard. They are hitting. They were hitting so well until St. Louis steamrolled them. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just man, I look at that stat line and I just think of all year last year when I had so much hope for this guy. I just think that's who he is. I just think he's a a not great control guy who overthrows. I'll bet you he would benefit massively. If he could take off 5%, you know, like that happens for a lot of guys, like just take off a couple of miles per hour yeah. and now the ball goes it's where you want it to. hard to make that adjustment though, yep. you know, because he, he knows that's what got him there too is that 97. Talent, yeah. That 97. In college, I'm sure he was just blowing guys away with his fastball. Yeah. Four seamers, you know, up the wazoo. If it was me, I'd put him in the bullpen right now. Yeah. It's already time to move on, I yeah. think, and just put him in the bullpen. But that would be the first thing I would try. And maybe they have tried this. But I would be like, we just got to knock off a couple miles an hour. Don't throw so hard, man. Yeah. Don't try to get people out by a strikeout. Try to get grounders. Right. Try to get pop-ups. Is that what you're trying to do? Be a Maddox. Be a Maddox and yeah, save be your Be a pitcher. Gas. Be a pitcher. Yes. That's what you. Be a that's pitcher, what position you play. You yeah. know, he's a thrower. Yeah, he's like Nuke Lelouch before Crash Davis taught him a thing or two. Yeah, don't you think. Yeah, I think he understands the concept of pitching. I just don't think he, you know, he's relied on his talent. Absolutely. So. And maybe he just gets amped up. Could you know? be too. People do. Kershaw has that problem in the playoffs. You know, he gets amped up and he just hurls it a little too hard. Oh, I'm so excited for him to come back. <laughs> well, you know what? For once, I'm going to be excited for your fantasy team because I want him to do well for my Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> so you know what? There's nothing wrong with that pitching staff. There's nothing wrong with that infield. That's a real nice outfield and a real nice bench in the lineup. Oh, that that outfield is good team. Nobody's got an outfield that good. Yeah. No, no one. No, no one. No, nowhere close. No one, no one. Nope, nope. Did not. I did not have the faith in Yelich, and boy, is he looking like those he had is to be 100% his first hundred percent legit. Were those his first three picks? Did he get Blackman in the third? Oh, uh, we can go look at the draft. I mean, it had to be Yelich in the first, right? So his first pick at number seven was Yelich. Yep. Second pick at number 
Oh, it doesn't. Well, the sixth pick of the second round doesn't say which number. Uh, J.D. Martinez. Yeah. So right in the middle of the second round. Yeah. The second round for a guy who had the second or third most points in all of fantasy last year. Uh, then you'll see third round. Yes, Charlie Blackman. What do you think the – well, you can probably see it. So fourth round was Gary Sanchez. Sanchez. That's a nice – that's four nice hitters, man. Especially when you look at the players that went around these guys, and it's like, oh, some of these guys aren't that good. Uh, but, boy, Cody Bellinger went the pick before him. Boy, imagine if he had gotten Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, Sanchez has been fantastic, but whew, getting Bellinger with his 100 points already. 100 points already. Dude, we're in week two. He's got 100 points. The best scoring players ever that I can remember scored 700. Yep. He's already scored a seventh of that. That's just, boy, he could have just a crazy year. Um, and then he got uh, – I got to go buy some of his baseball cards. Yes, please. Get one for me. And uh, Patrick Corbin was his next pick. So, uh, yeah, I like that team. I think he should be a nice defensive title. Uh, I don't think he's going to go down without a fight. So, uh, overall, I got to say again – Damn it, I'm now down 25. I don't think there's really a bad team. There's a couple of teams I don't like a whole lot. But boy, up to this point, the two teams I thought were the weakest, which I know I thought that Bagley's Band of Fools I thought was pretty weak. And again, I mean, they're losing this week. Pinky is my my least favorite team. Oh, the one that I beat last week. Yeah, I I think that for me it was, uh, like I said, Band of bumbling, bumbling fools, and then I think actually my other one was Big Fate Big was my my other least favorite. He's actually playing Binky this week, and he's winning by twenty. Nice. So, all right. Well, I think that's everything that we got for this week. It's uh, it's already seven ten. So yeah, uh, time for dinner. So anyone who tuned into the show, thanks so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Again, we were just recapping the other six teams in our fantasy baseball league and how their draft went and how their teams have come out. Uh, We will try and do either a weekly or semi-weekly fantasy show for you guys out there. I'd love to do it for football and And, for baseball. Yeah, and I think we're going to try to bring, like, a specific focus to the show and try to make it an hour each time, Yeah, you know, and and really focus on kind of one thing. So it's like, you know, a good intense listen for you, and you kind of can focus on that one particular topic sure so sure so uh we will uh try to announce it on our page and hopefully won't do what we did to y'all this week or this today which is give you about a half a second of warning <laughs> before we went live right <laughs> uh but i would say wednesday or thursday are probably the most likely nights uh but we'll, we'll we'll work into a rhythm at some point here so uh thank you so much for tuning in uh nate any parting words for the listeners Offensive out. <laughs> Offensive out. All right. Please remember to go to our website at thesportsoffensive.com where you can check out prior episodes of all of our shows, including uh, the Alien Offensive, the Sports Offensive, and JoJo Wardrummer Ways. And uh, you can also um, uh, check us out on demand on iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Blog Talk. Uh, I think I hit them all. so many to remember that's crazy man yep all right thanks so much for listening everyone and have a great rest of the week offensive out thank you for using blog talk radio goodbye very curious how we sound yeah but i did